0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This
1: is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to a new series, a new month on Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever, and I'm here with Laura Pereno. Laura, it dawned on me, even as I just said that, that we are one month shy of our one year mark for Beyond the Building.
0: Amazing. That is amazing, Debbie. Wow. When I think
1: about a year ago we were hosting Grace Beyond up at the church in Wilmington remotely because remember it was not gonna be in person. It we had yes. to figure out how to do this virtual world and what a learning curve this past year has been. It has been. I think of some of the topics we have covered over the last couple of months, you know, a month of frozen with your shoulder and Uh, Then we had a couple months of growing and by now it's May and our plants are thriving because we just bought them and they look amazing Uh, and it's warmer and it's it's exciting to be back and we are jumping into a month-long series. There's actually five weeks in the month of May and we are focusing on a topic we are calling identity theft. In this uh, world, there's a lot of talk about identity and bottom line is the enemy whose plan is to steal, kill and destroy, wants to come after us and steal our identity from the truth which comes from the one who's made us. And we actually have some great topics that we're gonna be focusing on this week, uh, this month. Topics that, um, how do you define who you are? How do you decide what your purpose is? We have a special guest, Tammy Holland, who will be joining us, who is in ministry as well as from a career standpoint um, in, in helping those who have been victims in the sex trafficking industry. She's going to be joining us. What a powerful um, episode that podcast is, uh, truly eye-opening. We're going to be talking about how uh, we have built up in our lives false beliefs of who we are and, and what our purposes are, and it really leaves us in a a sad place of feeling hopeless and kind of stuck.
0: It really does. And you know, if we go right down to the root of it or the heart of it, um, we all, the cry of our hearts is to know who we really are and then to know that we have a purpose for living. You know, hopelessness comes when we don't feel like we have a purpose, There's that's a huge thing. And, and when we don't know who we are, we are floundering trying to figure things out. And I think really when you take it right back to um, the basis, who are we told we are from the beginning and what is our basis for who we say we are we're going to talk this month about the fact that you know the word of God is our basis and so I'm excited to dig into God's word and see where he leads us but when you believe that your life uh doesn't have a purpose that your life was on accident and maybe somebody in your past has told you that uh you believe begin to believe that there is no purpose for you we need to be speaking words of purpose over ourselves to those around us unfortunately words of purpose are not always spoken to us and sometimes they aren't what comes out of our mouth in other in uh aspects of other people
1: gosh that's so true and i i think of every generation that moves further away from basing their lives on that word of god and on those judeo-christian base they're stepping further away each generation has less of an understanding of who they are and so how are you supposed to teach your kids the truth if you yourself are floundering like you cannot give what you don't understand for yourself
0: absolutely and that's why i'm so excited about this uh, whole month long where we're going to focus on the truth of who we are and what our purpose is you know, Debbie, it's really all about identification. And when we're talking this month about our identity and what our purpose is, I can't help but, and I'm sure you've you have thought of this too, and our listeners have as well, maybe you've already heard this example, but how many times do we uh, wear a label, right? Or we have something on us that... Defines us or says who we are or what we are. You know, when you taught Bible studies, when I taught Bible studies, even at the women's conference, honestly, oh, yeah. do you remember all of the preparation that we had? How are we going to label who everybody is and even what lunch they were getting? Right. 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 <laughs> it had to be on their name tag. So there is a big thing about labels and the things that we put on ourselves to say who we are and even what we're eating for lunch. But um, nine times out of 10, when I would put those labels on a Bible study table, and maybe this is the same thing with you. People didn't want to use them. They didn't want to write their names on it. It just felt awkward, um, strange. But you and I, during that season, you know, God had us sitting at a common table. We were both pastors at the same church, and... Another label thing, right? We both had those gold labels mm-hmm. that said Pastor Debbie Kiever, Pastor Lara Pereno. We had a label that we wore during that season. And now that you and I are no longer at that church, you know,
1: what happens to that label? Right, right. Actually, I'm still at that church. But my name tag, if we had name tags, would not say pastor. Yep. Right. It's it's like something that's been removed and it makes you challenge yourself, is my identity because of a label that says I'm a pastor, or is it because of something that's deeper inside? You know, I also went through another transition and those two years ago where I also had another name tag that said that I was a physical therapist. Yep. Right. And when I stepped out of that career, um, you have to add you have to kind of struggle with yourself when people go, Well, what do you do? And I can't really say I was a therapist anymore because I no longer had that license. Mm. So if that license was taken away, if that name tag was taken away, has my identity changed or is it something deeper than that? You know, is Mm. my identity uh, a deeper piece? You know, I remember, Laura, when I was working with patients who um, played very, um, I didn't have professional sports players, but I had... Um, some sports players who that was their identity. You know, this is what I did for, I was the big guy on the local football team, and they had an injury that took them off that football team. Did they stop being the person that they were? Mm -hmm. Or somebody who actually um, perhaps became an amputee? Are -hmm. you less of a person than Mm -hmm. you were before? And it really begs the question, you know, where is your identity coming from? Is it from a position you hold or an ability that you have, or is it something much deeper than that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because labels, uh, they they almost seems like they try to establish an identity uh, that we wear, and it just takes me back to when I was growing up. Actually, I was probably in junior high school, and maybe you had the same experience. But Jordash jeans, oh
1: my goodness, were
0: all the rage. And in Delaware, you got the best prices on Jordash jeans at Wilmington Dry Goods, and so <laughs> my mom would take us there. And it didn't matter what pair of jeans she tried to get me to buy, if they didn't say Jordash I didn't want the jeans, right? They had to have the label because, and as an insecure middle schooler, you know it's it's that it's that hard time in life. Anyway, you didn't want to be the one without that label, Jordache jeans that you were wearing, because honestly, at that point in life, it did make us feel like we were somebody if we were wearing the label that everybody else was wearing. My memory, tr- of,
1: my memory of Jordache jeans, Laura, are the <laughs> ones I had to lay on a bed to get them zipped. Remember how tight they were? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, the awful skinny jeans. Yes. yes,
0: yes, yes. Well, I was thinking that too. I mean, it didn't. If the other jeans without the labels fit better, I would still go for the Jordache jeans that didn't fit well. Right now, That's it's a right. whole new game. Whole That's new right. game. Much more mature um, in a whole lot of ways, and I would go for comfort. But you know, if I were to take those Jordache jeans and I were to take the label off of those Jordache jeans. You know, if I were to put another label on them, they're still Jordache jeans, right? And Mm -hmm. if I were to go to another pair of jeans and I were to, a lesser expensive pair of jeans, and I were to rip the label off that and I would put Jordache jeans on them, that doesn't make them Jordache jeans, right? No, not at all. Only... The Jordache company got to define which jeans were the Jordache jeans. And it's funny because so many things in life we try to define in one way or we try to label in one way or we try to tear off the label even of ourselves and redefine who we are. But only the designer of the jeans, only the creator of the individual has the right and the place to place a label on it. You know, I don't know if you've seen these labels or instructions on particular items that you buy, but sometimes we even can see uh, tags or instructions that say that the only use for this item is supported by the label. Like you have to stay according to what the label says or you're going to end up in a lawsuit. So it's really important that that we identify things that have labels Ah, the value only comes from what the creator says. And if you don't follow what the creator
1: says, you could find yourself in a a bit of a bind. And that just jumps right over to us because we are a created being, you know, somebody has the patent on us and it's not us, it's not our neighbor, it's not our family. As much as, you know, mom and dad may say, we brought you into this world, right? Actually, it was our (laughs) Heavenly Father who brought us into this world. And so as the one who owns the patent on us, he is the only one who is in the position of authority Mm. to be able to declare, here's who you are. Here's your identity. Here's what, here's your name. Here's your purpose. Um, You know, the verse that I, it's probably part of my testimony because I went through quite a our breakdown at 22 about identity issues, I came back to Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. I'll read it to you from the message. Uh, this has become a life verse for me. It says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are, there's your identity, and what we are living for, there's your purpose. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose that he is working out in everything and everyone. It's only in Christ. It's only in our creator, our heavenly father, that we're going to find out who we are and what we're living for. And the the crazy thing is whether or not you agree that he's even existing, Mm. he has had his eye on you long before you even knew he was he was there. He's had That's plans right. for you. He's had designs for your life. And so everything about you is crafted so specifically by your Heavenly Father with Absolutely. a purpose
0: absolutely it's just such a, honestly i think sometimes when we just sit back and we reflect on that verse and we just soak it in it's it's really eye-opening and we can rest knowing that our purpose is there for us right and that our identity is sealed in him we don't have to struggle or strive or make sure we get the right genes or have the right name tag on he's got it all taken care of and i'm so grateful for that so a little foreshadowing about this month's topics and Because we all do crave um, to find our identity and to find our purpose. You know, sometimes while we're looking, we end up in the wrong places or we look in the wrong places. And this world will give us uh, so many different places to look for our identity and our purpose. And yet we know we can come back to the word of God and we're going to open up the word of God this month and we're going to look at things like um, our past and the struggle That happens when we look to our past and allow our past to define who we are today and even as we get into that debbie one of the things that um it's not necessarily only a a negative past right sometimes we think oh the past that i've been set free from it's just the past like who we were created and purposed to be in our last season you know our identity stays the same in christ but he can be purposing us to walk a different path in this season, and we can keep reflecting back to what we were rather than looking at who we were created to be in this moment in time. Living in the present, it's a big part of identity and purpose. We all have a tendency to look to other people and their opinions to define who we are and I mean honestly it's everywhere it's all around us whether it's social media or tv or conversations we have or just being in a social setting and hearing other people talk about themselves or talk about us we will take their opinions and we will say oh give me that label right there and give me that pen because I need to stick something to myself right that doesn't even necessarily define who I am but I just heard it so I'm going to put it on me and we end up carrying things we were not meant to carry and then we can also base our identity and our purpose on our strengths and sometimes we can base our identity and our purpose on our weaknesses like we'll identify what we think are our strengths our weaknesses and then we'll walk according to what they are the verse that you just read in ephesians does not say it's in our strengths and our weaknesses that we find out who we are and what we are purposed to be or to do it's only in christ right none of the These other things can be the defining factor to tell us who we are or what we are purposed to do it's only in christ so i'm excited about all of these topics because honestly as i'm reading through them thinking about them really praying over them this month i keep coming back to like oh yeah well i remember when i did that and i remember when my mind went that way Mm -hmm. and i remember how i used to struggle with that and the freedom that we find in that passage in ephesians is is a blessing
1: yeah the freedom is a big word because we get limited when we empower other people's opinion in our lives. Yep. You know, if you don't choose to believe it, then you, uh, you don't find yourself a slave to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so big. It's important to go back to the beginning of you, the beginning of me. And since we know that the creator is the one who was there when we were created, we need to go back to his opinion of that process of how he made us in psalm 139 uh, 13 to 16 how about with you and i just reread it and then pick apart you know just pick apart the word there's so much um gold nuggets in this one scripture about embracing his opinion of us it says for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be you know i, I think a lot of times you read this scripture and you go oh i've heard it before mm-hmm. you know you've heard it a lot and if you start if you start reading it with an attitude of i already know what it says you miss the gems that are there but i start picking it apart like for you created who is the you it's god mm, yes he created like when you create something you're intentional like you're you're making something for on purpose you yes. know you and i were not a fluke on a pregnancy test
0: that's right that's right
1: you know we weren't a, we weren't a fluke it was an intentional he said i want to make somebody and he made you That's right. He made me.
0: That's right. For a purpose, right? Right. It's amazing. I love the words. I love the verb that you just highlighted with created. But there's some other verbs in there too that uh, are these words that we talk about a lot. Some people do them as hobbies, right? God intentionally did this, not as a hobby, right? But intentionally he knit us together. And then later on it says, we were woven in the depths of the earth. I've done just a little bit of knitting. and. there is an intentionality to every stitch to how you hold the hook to where you thread the yarn right there is an intentionality to these two hobbies you you count you plan you you change it up the way it's meant to be going there's nothing about our creation that was not completely intentional, right? We weren't like, uh, uh, here's an example. We weren't like a casserole made out of all the leftovers in the refrigerator, right? Right. We, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Well, there was, uh, there was some, I don't know, uh, spirit stuff here, and there was some other stuff over there, and just put them together, and there, there she is, right? He, he counted everything out he knew who we were gonna be he knew what table we were gonna be at and he knew when we were gonna leave that table he knew who we are he created it and planned it from the very beginning for an intentional purpose in those moments where we start to think there's no purpose for me we are believing a lie because we are intentionally created for an intentional purpose Wow
1: yeah I wonder how many times when people hear I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful that the reaction goes I don't buy that
0: Mm. I just can't
1: buy it because my parents told me I was a surprise Mm. my parents told me they didn't want me Mm -mm. or they wanted a boy Mm. or if you're a boy they wanted a girl and and so you're you're struggling because from the very beginning the ones who you have been given to are making it clear that you're not It's that secret sauce that God is declaring you to be. And so you're struggling because you're like, ah, I I just don't feel comfortable listening to the fact that God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and that that his estimation of me is like, wow, I did a great job Mm. making you. Mm. I think... That's where we struggle because the labels, unwanted, surprised, you know, the casserole that you just want to <laughs> clean out the fridge and then next time we'll make a better meal, right? Like, right, right, you know, right, type right. of thing. He, he didn't make you and go, wow, well, I'll try better next time. Yes, that's right. You know, sometimes we feel like that. And there's a mistake in the way he made you. I remember feeling that way as a kid. I have a birthmark on one of my legs that looks like a half of a moon. And, you know, I had some nasty little elementary kids that would always talk about how dirty I was Mm -hmm. because of this birthmark. And for quite a long time, you could see me in pictures when I was younger, I would cover that birthmark with my other leg in pictures. Mm -hmm. And as, you know, as dumb as that sounds, at that Mm -hmm. age, my parents weren't saying to me, but Mm -hmm. I put so much stock in what this mature, like third grader was saying (laughs) that I was allowing it to define me. and, And I felt like God had messed up. Mm -hmm. and a very wise person in our church looked at me and she said do you ever write your like a name out and you make a fancy dot for your eye in your name debbie i'm like yeah he goes that's what god did on your leg
0: Mm -hmm. oh wow so
1: proud of the way he made you then that's the fancy dot um for your name and i just looked at her and in that moment the label of you got something ugly on you wow was peeled off, and truth was placed there. Wow. And at that point, I stopped covering my leg wow. for other people to see. You know, it's wow. it's all a matter of bringing the truth into your perception of yourself.
0: Wow, that's pretty, really amazing. As you were just sharing that story, I was thinking about the fact you said that... Um, you know when God made us we weren't a mistake he made us perfectly and we're not like that casserole and then he's gonna do better next time he hasn't made anybody better than he made us right you know so when it goes to comparison too, sometimes we see somebody that looks like they might you know all oh, God created that person better. No, we're all created as a, as a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, creature that he's formed for a purpose. So the next part of the passage is your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. This just, this is a highlighter here for me. Your eyes saw my unformed body, man. That was, God has had the, the ultrasound, right? The better than mm-hmm. ultrasound. And thinking about how excited when we see uh, a baby whose body is not yet formed, right? And we see that little itty bitty speck of, of life there in that womb. And the excitement that that brings the joy that it brings and we don't even know all the details about what's gonna you know unfold here and yet God has seen that unformed body and can you imagine the joy it brings to his soul as he is creating us just in these secret places I just think it's amazing and then not only does he see our unformed body but all of our days are, are written out that means that He has a plan for us he planned for us to be here from before the foundations of the earth right from day one all the way to now and all the way into eternity Um, God has our days written in his book that is um, a book (laughs) sometimes I'd like to read but you know it's just interesting how God has a plan and a purpose none of us can say that uh, we are an accident or we were unplanned. We were all
1: planned, created beings by the one who created us. So if you pull God out of the picture, if you're somebody who says, well, I don't even believe he's there, right? And and that's your right to say that, right? But if you pull your creator out of the picture, then that means you are left trying to figure out on your own who you really are and why you live, why you breathe. Mm-hmm. And when I look at... The number of folks who dig their heels in and say, I, I don't want to acknowledge that there is uh, one creator, one heavenly father. They are also the folks who struggle understanding who they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Now, what about all the Christians in the church world who also struggle, right, of, of who they are and what their purpose is? The challenge is you still have a choice of who you are going to allow to define you. If you are you believe Jesus is your Savior and you are doing some of the things right that you you should do as a child of God, and but you are still struggling with self worth and purpose and value, it's probably because you have placed a higher um, priority on listening to other people's opinions mm. rather than going back. To the Creator, and the challenge is, if your parents are the ones who have not poured the truth into you, maybe they really don't know who they are, mm-hmm. right? And you can't give away what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the best they can to mm-hmm. try to tell you um, what makes you valuable. Maybe it's your good grades or your performance. Their heart might be I just trying to build you up, mm-hmm. but in reality, your your identity and your purpose is now being tied to a mm-hmm. performance. You know, to a title as opposed to the one who was there when from the very beginning, right before you were even created, who one who had the blueprints for you. And so we need to go back to him because our parents, our peers, they're not the creator. They're limited knowledge. They don't know. They don't really know anything beyond their own little sphere right now. They don't know your whole past. They don't know any bit of your future. They don't know your inmost parts. They don't know um, what what your personality is. It's coming out, but it's not really matured yet. I mean, they may try, but none of us is in a position to really be able to put a definition on somebody else's purpose, because we weren't there. We weren't there when things were made.
0: That's right. It's interesting, too, because I think when I've talked about labels in the past or when I've thought about the labels that I wear I often think of them as negative things like somebody has you know they have a label maker and they're printing out things and and there's a word that they would use to define me uh, and it's not positive right and and that they put that label on me and and it sticks but it's not just the the negative stuff people speak words over us you could say they make a label and put a label on us that aren't accurate. They may not be accurate. And some of the people that do this, their motives are good, right? Yeah, They're sure. trying to encourage you or motivate you. You know, it's it's great to put labels on people that are positive. You know, we, we do that and sometimes we do that um incorrectly it's good to encourage but i mean you can think about the labels that people put on that uh, would make you feel good like oh you're so pretty or your your hair looks great or you you're a great singer or you're so funny all of these labels that people might put on us that are um that are positive they are their motives are good and then on the flip side there's also people that would say things that where their motives are bad they put labels on us you know and they might say it out of jealousy or bitterness towards you you know they might say something about the way you look or the way you behave the way you act um labels can be put on us for either uh with a good motive Or a bad motive I I just keep coming back to that fact that it doesn't matter if somebody puts a label on you for a good motive or a bad motive if it's not the label that God has put on you then it is not
1: the label that needs to stick it be kind of fun to build this out a little bit let's take uh, take your Jordas jeans right you you and I know that Jordas jeans were also the price tag went up because somebody made a decision that the Jordash name made it more valuable, right? Yep. But once you and I brought home a pair of Jordash jeans, we were now the owner of those jeans. Yep. We purchased them with a price. Yeah. And so the uh, the one who owns the patent established the value of the jeans and decided, you know, here's here's what they're called, here's what they're used for. But then once you purchased your clothes, you could do what you wanted with it right because you owned it and i certainly would never have taken a jordash label off anything because (laughs) you know i paid a lot of money for that that was the money that's right right but when you own something because you've purchased it you have the right to use it however you want to well let's take that back to you and i we have been created and designed and labeled by our heavenly father he's the one that establishes the value on us and what are, what's the value of us in God's estimation? It's enough that he would put his son on a cross, mm. right? His, like put his son on a cross for that horrendous death, just so that you and I have an opportunity to choose a relationship with him. Yeah, There is that, there's no price tag yep. that we Amen. can even understand what that's like. You and I have kids. We would not do that to one of our kids. That's right. That's right. You wouldn't do that to your grandbaby that's right you know that's right there's nobody that you love enough that you would that's sacrifice right. your child and yet that's what God did so when we are challenged with what is our value really he's purchased us with his own his own life mm-hmm. he's decided that's how much we're we're mm-hmm. valuable to him we belong to him so when you're like well I, you know I don't need to do what God wants me to do he has purchased us he has the right to direct us on how we are to walk out our lives what our purpose is
0: that's so good and how many times do we try to give that right to somebody else and like you said just it just doesn't work we cannot take what is rightly god's place uh and give it to somebody else and yet we say it but we do the opposite right and we come to the place where rather than believing what god says about us or following in the purposes that god has for us we choose to believe the label that somebody else has placed on us and what happens when we believe the identity that somebody else is assigning to us it's going to impact our behavior because we live according to what we believe to be true about ourselves and and man we just need to be in the word of god hearing what he has to say about us and when other people speak things over us or put those labels on us it's so easy to identify a lie because if we don't we're going to find ourselves living according to the lie that somebody else is speaking over us and what happens when we believe the lie about ourselves when we're trying to live out a purpose that not is not ours to live out we will find ourselves compromising what we know to be right and wrong because we want to fit in with what others have identified our label to be and so we're trying to find our identity in a particular group or labels and it ends up creating this tension inside of us Deb because we so desperately want to fit in and so we're you know there's that part of us that's just fighting to to get that uh, that label that somebody else is assigning to us to stick when it wasn't created to stick on us in the first place. That's and right. so we will do things that we know are outside of the boundaries that we should be doing for what God has called us to do. And so you can kind of see the slippery slope that we're on. We believe a lie, we start to behave like the lie, believing that is our purpose, and in behaving Like the lie that we're believing, we go outside of the boundaries that God has given us. Um, And also that tension just creates a lack of peace inside of
1: us. Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: You know, when we know who we are, when we know what we're created to, why we're created, what the purpose behind our creating is, we're going to have peace. There's not going to be that tension inside of us. We're not going to need to fight to fit in because we know we already belong to the
1: one who, you know,
0: he already has fit us in. We are perfectly fitted for the purpose that he has
1: for us. You know, I've had someone ask me, is it a weakness that I so desperately want to find my place? I'm like, no. Well, it's actually wired. It's hardwired into your Mm. DNA. He has wired you to crave belonging. He has craved, hardwired in you to crave knowing who you are and what your purpose is so that you would go to him the source yeah. and have that answered, if you pull him out of the picture as your yeah. number one source, then that craving for where do I belong? Where yes. am I accepted?
0: Yes. Where
1: do I fit in? becomes such an overwhelming drive yes. for each of us that we will do anything to find our people. Yeah. You know, to find where we fit in. Now, I, I mean, I was i was i'd say really good at this because that's not something to brag about i i lived this i started to wear masks to try to fit in remember back in like middle school and high school it's all the what's your friend group Mm. you know and i and it was tough because i had a lot of different friends but i didn't fit in with any one friend group Mm -hmm. and so what i found myself doing was i knew how to wear my youth group mask when I was with youth group, because I didn't want, you know, back in those days, you didn't want to um, stand out too much, because those that stood out are the ones that people picked on. So if I could just fly under the radar and fit in, then I feel like I have my people group, but nobody's going to target me. And so I would wear a mask, and I would speak a certain way, I would act a certain way at youth group, but then I had my um sports team mask for my public high school that was a different mask that i wore and i had a different mask for the actual we had to take public transportation in philly to get home i had a mask for that ride home Mm -hmm, and and -hmm. what's the challenge is you can only remember you can only keep track so far so Mm -hmm. well how many masks you're trying to juggle and there's a dreaded day where you're sitting at the dinner table with your family and the school bus mask comes out and you realize Mm. you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, yes. And everybody looks at you like you just put your foot in your mouth, you know. But it's all this driving force: is I just want to fit in. Yeah. I just want to find my place. You know, I remember my husband's uh, work takes us on some different work parties and there was this one event, Laura, where it was a costume party. It was like a masquerade ball. And this was one of my first big balls and i had to go out and get this fancy ball gown Mm -hmm. like a long dress like you know the whole thing got my hair done my face done and they handed me a mask to wear (laughs) and you had to wear it like for the night it was like part of this whole gimmick i'm like how ironic all this work to dress up and they hid my identity anyway oh
0: Oh I was goodness, like, "What a waste of much. money!"
1: But it was, and I look at the pictures now, right? Uh, and and they gave us this big cape to wear, as well. So I had this phenomenal dress, great makeup and hairdo, oh so that I could, goodness. so that I could fit in, right, and wow. look fancy. And instead, I have this like shimmery blue jacket oh cape that they goodness. gave me at a masquerade. Wow. Mask. And I'm thinking that is the dumbest picture. I don't wow. know who first of all, I didn't look like the real May anyhow. Yeah. With the with the ball gown and the fancy yeah. hair. That's not the real May. And then I really don't look like the real May how much in life do we do the same thing? We try to play one part and then somebody else covers a part on us. And at the end of the day, you're like, I don't know who the heck I am. Amazing.
0: That is such a great picture of, of what happens when we don't base our identity in the right place and we allow people to define us. And you know, Debbie, if we pull our creator out of the picture and we allow others to define us, like you were just saying, we are, um, really, you can kind of liken it to hiding the masterpiece that we are. I mean, think about having a masterpiece of of art um, on your wall, you know, and and how many times have you actually seen this? Maybe on a a mystery show, there's this masterpiece, but in front of it is a fake, right? Because they're trying to hide the masterpiece because they don't want to show the value. Well, for whatever reason, they may be doing that on the TV show. The truth and the reality of life is the fact that we were meant to be on display to show his glory. And so when we are trying to cover up or hide the masterpiece that he's created to be we're hiding the creation that he has made with something that's uh less effective less um you know revealing his glory it's it's just amazing how we do that we hide the masterpiece and i think that's really what we have to do is we have to look at ourselves and say you are a masterpiece don't hide what god's created you know go out there be who you were created to be and do what you're supposed to do
1: if you fail to really know who you are, then you miss um, achieving your purpose. Now, yep. not too long ago, I hosted a pampered chef cooking party for our, our mutual friend, yes. right? And um, there's a lot of stuff on the on that catalog. That I looked at it, and I would text her, and I go, "What is that? Yeah, like what is this?" And I I cook a lot, right? But mm-hmm. I I was like, some of these items, if it could sit on my counter for a year. But if I don't know what it is, yes. I'm not going to use it. And so, yes. you know, one of these items I had asked about and I thought, gosh, that would really be awesome to have. So I bought it. Well, all I needed to do was find out what it was mm-hmm. and find out its purpose. And then in my mind, I went and ordered it. Yes. Because yes, it yes. was important to me. Right. And if we don't find out why God has created us, you can go through an entire lifetime. Yep wasting the potential that you have, like floundering. So we need to go back to those roots, back to the beginning, that important scripture in Ephesians where Jesus, it's in you that we find out who we are and what we're living for. He's the one that plants the seed from the very beginning that you have that value. You have a future. And I want to do some things through you that I am not going to do through other people. It's your yep. specific um, purpose, so don't miss it. And you know, at oh, any man. age, you can you can be sitting here listening to this podcast at age, you know, fifty four, which is very young, isn't it, Laura? Fifty four <laughs> is very, very young. young, yes. And and you can go. I've wasted fifty four years of my life. Mm. You haven't, right? You yes. still have more years, and so. That's right. God will use, quote, the wasted years. He'll use that and help uh, motivate you to really be a voice for him. So you're never too old to figure this stuff out. That's right.
0: Amen. Well, I'm excited, Debbie, because this has been a really great uh, basis for us to understand this concept of identity theft and really see where God's going to lead. But it is going to be a great month of digging into this topic because there is hope for every single one of us in the word of God. Um, I do love what you just said. It's never too late. And if there is somebody that you might know who's struggling uh, with, you know, who am I and what was I created for? And, you know, these people are telling me this and those people are telling me that. What's the truth about? who i am you know there's never been a greater time for us to dig into god's word so that we all come back to the truth that we're created by god it's the truth we were created by god and we were created for a purpose and only the one who created us gets to be the one who decides who we are and what we were purposed to be you know today i'm excited that we're just going to be uh you know journeying through this next month and and like deb discussed we are going to have tammy holland come on too and have a special guest which is always really fun for debbie yep. and myself and i know it's um you know i know it's enjoyable for our listeners as well Tebby's tammy's, tammy's got a great story but if you were encouraged by this uh share it with a friend let them know what god is doing we are encouraged that you are a part of what god is doing here so we want to thank you for being a part uh thanks for being on this journey with us in the month of may as we wrap up this first year like Deb was sharing earlier too god is so good i love the fact that i know my creator and i love the fact that i know what he has purposed for me to do and i love the fact that when i have any questions about anything about myself i can go to the love letter that he has written to me right you can go to the love letter that he has written to you you can find out the truth about who you are why you are here, and how deeply and passionately that you are loved. If you have any questions, if you want to know more about the Lord, uh, really want to get into a relationship with him, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at conference at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. But for now, this is Laura Pereno with Debbie Kiever, just wishing you a great week. God bless you, and we look forward to talking to you again next time. See you then.